Linda Edwards is Financial Capability Coordinator at Financial Counseling Australia. Linda is joining us on NITV Radio in the aftermath of the collapse of funeral insurer Upla to explore the impact of this collapse and a call on government to step in to alleviate the lasting impact of this corporate collapse on predominantly First Nations families. Welcome to NITV Radio, Linda. Thank you, Bertrand. Thank you for having me. Now, the collapse of Yupla uh, is fueling a lot of anxiety and trauma in First Nations families right across the country with lasting negative consequences, including intergenerational debt. Definitely. For the people that actually have been um, customers of ACBF and, and wanting to pay for their funerals so that their families aren't impacted by the cost of funerals. Um, and this has just really had the opposite effect with this company going broke. It's going to leave a lot of families in severe financial hardship and probably paying off their, their loved ones' funerals, you know, for years to come. Uh, it's it's very traumatising, um, in particular for our elders in the community um, who, you know, are thinking that they potentially could pass away soon, uh, within the next few years, um, that they're actually going to leave their families in debt and not being able to pay for funerals. And it's, and it's terrible. It's an absolute disaster for First Nations people across Australia. Now, the situation has led uh, specialised organisations to step in to try to garner help and support and um, even came together as a coalition that includes your own organisation, the Save Sorry Business Coalition. So the organisations have been working on this issue with um, ACBF or UPLA uh, for a number of years now um, and through this time we've been um, you know calling on regulators and calling on government to to do something about this you know really bad business and it hasn't happened so you know now that we know that the business has collapsed they've gone broke the organizations have been together but have gotten together to do this campaign and in particular to, you know, ensure that government comes to the party in terms of supporting First Nations people um, that have been, you know, impacted by this. So there's there's a, quite a few organisations that are in the coalition uh, that are really wanting to ensure that people that have been affected by, by this company going broke, that they're looked after and their funerals are paid so it's not another gap for First Nations people in this country. Uh, still looking at the coalition, uh, the Safe Sorry Business Coalition, it's quite big. It's actually comprised of no less than 125 different organizations and all really active and uh, mobilized to serve the people. Well, your work has been focused on trying to get the government to intervene, but we are right in the middle of an election campaign and the incumbent team might not be in power in a few weeks' time. Is the call just to the government or... No, no, this call goes out to whoever whoever forms government, whoever gets voted in. We would like them to actually look at this issue and actually do something about it, but do something about it now, not down the track. People are passing away now and, you know, they're not being buried. It's not culturally appropriate to have people, you know, at a pauper's funeral because, you know, families want to ensure that, uh, that people are buried in a culturally appropriate way. Um, and so, uh, yes, definitely there are a lot of organisations involved in this coalition that actually really have 
uh, worked with people that are affected by it, uh, that have seen the effect that it's having having on, you know, family and extended families and even communities. So people are really passionate about ensuring that, you know, whoever forms government can actually do something about this. And coming back to the coalition and uh, its statement, uh, the calls on government to act are not new. Call for action goes way back many years. Yeah, look, you know, over the last few decades, we've seen and we've spoken with government and regulators about the exploitive practices of UPLA or ACBF for many years. The fact that they used, you know, cultural obligation to be able to sell their products. The fact that they were using other uh, First Nations people to go out and talk people into buying the product. The fact that they used Centerpay, which is a, a payment system under Centrelink, so they were using, you know, using Centerpay to easily sign people up to their products. And the fact is that they, you know, um, more or less um, gave the impression that they were a First Nation organisation um, is another really bad exploitive practice that they did. Um, and we've been calling on government and regulators for years and years to, and warning them about this company. Um, and, you know, Basically, they did nothing about it. There were loopholes that they allowed this company to be able to go through um, and access, um, you know, centre pay as a first thing. And by the time they got them off off centre pay, it was already too late. People have paid millions and millions of dollars into this company to ensure that they have a culturally appropriate funeral. Uh, must say we've been covering UPLA's activities for several years now about uh, their community-oriented activities and uh, culturally safe model, but little did we know that things weren't going quite well, uh, quite as well as they appeared to be. That's correct. You know, even now, you know, trying to find out how many people are actually g- going to be a- affected by this, um, the numbers are just not there. The way that the company kept their books, the register of, of people that have purchased products, we just can't seem to get the exact numbers. We're saying anything in in the vicinity of 17,000 to 30,000 people will be affected by this company going broke. That's quite a big, 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 big number. Wow, that's uh, a lot of people. So, And the fact is that it's people that are First Nation people makes it even worse. And for me as an Aboriginal person, um, knowing that you know people have budgeted or tried to pay for their funeral so they're not leaving family and community in financial hardship, um, this is just such a disaster. And I really do feel for you know, the people that are affected, some of which are my own family. So that's a really, really disturbing. I'm sorry to hear that. And uh, coming back to the call that uh, your coalition has put um, out there to the government, you released an open letter, but there are two key demands. One is urgent assistance for Bridget and Trust Islander people who have recently passed away or who are in the final stages of their lives, so these have to be addressed, mm-hmm. and a plan to safeguard the livelihoods of the remainder of more than 10,000 families who have collectively lost millions of dollars, including compensation and other responses to meet the needs of affected families. Well, this is uh, very clear that something needs to be done. It, it is, and definitely um, in terms of the urgent assistance that needs to happen now um, and not further down the track. I mean, we have, you know, people that have passed away waiting in morgues to be to be buried. 
I mean, it's absolutely devastating for families that they're not able to bury their loved loved ones and they have to wait till they scrape the money together to be able to bury them. And, and if you think about it, you know, um, what other what other um, groups of people in Australia would be happy to have family members laying in morgues waiting to be buried? I don't think there's very many people that would like to have that happen to them. And and can you imagine the devastation by our elders who have really tried as much as possible to alleviate the, the financial hardship for their families and the fact is that, you know, they're not going to be around for very long. And so they're thinking, how am I going to get buried? How, how, how are my family going to pay for this? So that urgent assistance and is really needed now, not later on down the track. And certainly the incoming government needs to think about a way of supporting people moving forward. There's thousands of families that are going to be impacted by this going forward. And there has to be some type of, whether it's a redress scheme or a compensation scheme or a support scheme, whatever it needs, whatever it could look like, there needs to be something in place you know, further down the track for these people. Now, Linda Edwards, to wrap up our conversation, is there anything you'd like to mention? We want as many people to come on board and sign the open letter to the incoming treasurer. You know, hashtag save sorry business. Um, we want a lot of people to understand that, you know, for First Nations people, you know, the funeral process is a very long one. It's not just a matter of, you know, someone passing away and then they have their funeral on this day. It's a whole journey for First Nations people. Um, when you think about, you know, wanting to ensure that, you know, you, you don't have regrets that you're seeing family members before they pass away, that you're there at the wake to be able to support the family. And sometimes families stay with other family members to ensure that going forward that they're actually looked after. Um, and then if you think about, you know, Torres Strait Islander communities, where they have, you know, the, the setting of the gravestone a year after the funeral. You know, all of these things come into play and you just we just want people to really stand up and, and, and we want government also to stand up and acknowledge that, you know, they have done nothing to, um, you know, stop this company from hurting and that's what it is, that's hurt First Nations people um, and really commit to it to ensuring that, you know, First Nations people are actually supported um, through this sorry, uh, sorry business process. Yeah, it's a very, very sad situation indeed. Mm. Now, Linda Edwards, Financial Capability Coordinator at Financial Counseling Australia, thank you very much for taking the time to explain to us what's going on with UPLA and the assistance that's urgently required for I would say victims of this collapse, this company collapse. You're very welcome, Bertrand, and thank you for having me. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.